the Bosky Bros podcast. This is an NFL podcast for the average bro. Great to have all of you listeners joining us as we approach the only game left in this season of the NFL. That is the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. We're just all ex- we're just all excited oh for that Hurts and Mahomes showdown. Anyway, Great to have all of you back listening. We're going to dive into a little bit of Super Bowl matchup, which is coming up this weekend. we got a fun Who Knows It Better tonight. A couple other things we're going to chat about. Uh, but before we get into it, you got Johnny, yours truly, on the show with Dylan and Tim tonight. Great to have everybody listening. And we just want to say, we say it every week, right off the bat, whether you're new or old, we appreciate all the love we can get on this show. Whatever listening platform you're on, just swing over, leave us a quick review or a star or whatever. Any positivity sent our way goes a long way. So thank you. Anyway, boys, we're back into it. Uh, last time we spoke, it was after the championship weekend, which we concluded, as the rest of anybody watching the NFL concluded, that 50% of that weekend was fun and intriguing, and the other 50% was just complete dog water. Correct? Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. That I think it sums it up beautifully. You just had the bullshit yeah. game, NFC Championship game between the Eagles and the 49ers. Eagles blowing them out, advancing to the Super Bowl. And then uh, we had the refs gifting the Kansas City Chiefs a ticket to the Super Bowl on the AFC side. So now we got our matchup set, and we're here to dissect it as best we can. Boys ready to talk some Super Bowl? So... Who's who's playing this again? Eagles, uh, Packers, Char- Packers, Browns. Just Packers, like I predicted. Packers, Browns. Hell yeah! <laughs> no, okay. First off, quick question: Is it dumb as an American? Is it stupid to not know what day the Super Bowl is on? Uh, I don't think it's dumb. I mean, it's different every year. No, no, like the day of the week. Oh, that would be dumb because I mean, what is it traditionally called? Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Some guy at work was like, Are you sure they don't play on Saturday? I'm like, You're like, nah. Nah. I guess. When was the last time you went to a Super Bowl (laughs) Saturday party, you dumb fuck? Yeah. Yeah, Right. right. Could that be a more clever course for the NFL potentially playing the Super Bowl on Saturday as if it's a better rhyme? I don't know. Whatever. What do you think? What do you think would make more sense? Uh, Moving the Super Bowl to Saturday or declaring the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday? I think, ooh, I think both, both are solid ideas. So then it goes straight, <laughs> straight personal preference. Um, yeah, I would say declaring the Monday after a national holiday. Just, yeah, just because like then you get an extra day out of the weekend. Come on now. Let's go. Amen. Amen. I will say, this is completely not Super Bowl related at all, but uh, my mother-in-law has said for a long time, which I agree with her, that Halloween should always be the last Saturday in October. It should not be October 31st. Yeah, I can get down with that too. Or Friday. Yeah. Modern pagan traditions. That's that's (laughs) all I got to say in that situation. You know, if you're going to get down... Why not get down on a Saturday night? It's going to be more fun anyways. Let's, yeah, I mean, when you got little kids are taking trick-or-treating, they don't have school the next day either. Oh, yeah, of course. That's obviously what I was alluding to. Yeah, yeah, Dylan. Come on now. <laughs> so when we moved, when we moved into our house, yeah. when, we, when we moved into our house, I was super excited for Halloween, like getting able to pass out candy to the kids and whatnot. Yeah, so I got my chair, I blow all my candy, and like, kids don't go fucking trick or treating anymore like they used to. They're just the quantity wasn't there. Yeah, I was really disappointed, but Sad. whatever. Let's get this. Let's get this rolling. <laughs> we don't talk about hey, living in the Costco days, brother. They expect them king sizes. Yeah, they you do. Gotta, you gotta really up the ante to make it worth your while. They want them for sure. Anyway, boys, uh, 
few days away from Super Bowl 57. I'm correct on that. Super Bowl 57. That sounds right. Uh, out in Arizona, and unlike Sam thought, the Arizona Cardinals are not playing in this Super Bowl, but he did have, he said he said last year, had Aaron Rodgers went to the Cardinals in the offseason, this past offseason, it would be Arizona representing the NFC. But that is not the case. It's a different bird. The Eagles, and I think we just uh, <laughs> was that a, was that a dumb a, switch up, Dylan? A bird of another color. I love it. No, that was good. <laughs> it was. That was. You know, I didn't know where I was going with it when I started, but whatever. I just <laughs> I figured that that was a good change up. Anyway, Super Bowl predictions, guys. Do we? Do you have any hot takes, Dylan, on what you expect to see? Uh, unfold in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. God, I'm, I'm I'm gonna just try to get over the birds comment at this point because that was that was that was excellent. I you, really enjoyed. You that. know, Johnny. Uh, I was just you know, Johnny. You seem like a really great guy. Yeah, just, no, <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was fun. It's cool, man. Um, he would have started that one with Johnny. You seem like a real idiot. That was actually a pretty good segue. <laughs> Let's go complete opposite of the previous two statements and just For sure. Uh, yeah. For sure. Oh man, you know I I got to be honest. It, it it's been a an interesting ride to the Super Bowl because since joining this podcast, I I've just enjoyed this abundance of correctness and it's fun coming to you guys as a previous listener. Um, you know, and all due respect to the previous Viking representation on this podcast, but at the same time to, to capitalize on the Minnesota love in addition to just the complete domination when it comes to the selections of certain NFL games, I've really, really had some fun with it. And I think actually this next episode, we're going to have even more fun with it because Johnny just gets to kind of, you know, bow down to the purple throne. So, so Bowski Bros listeners, before we get into this whole Super Bowl thing, just remember that that this next episode, the Super Bowl recap, the one that they want you to forget because they're Packers fans, is the one that you need to tune into because that's the one where where Johnny is going to explain why the Vikings are legitimate, not just as a franchise but in this last season specifically and why it's going to set them up. Yeah, can your fart sounds. Okay, okay. I'll give you that one. Uh, uh, to, to the newer listener, if you have no idea what Dylan's talking about, Dylan and I bet on the AFC Championship game straight up. He took the Chiefs, I took the Bengals. And I lost, which means as a Packer fan, I now need to validate the Minnesota Vikings 2022 season and give all of you listeners a very heartfelt explanation as to why the Vikings are indeed the team. Fantastic, wonderful, almighty, amazing. And just validate and let you all know that they are in fact not frauds. They were on top of the world this past season. <laughs> Dylan's so excited. So if sounds like you're warming up, baby. So if you That's if, if you want to hear from a Packer fan, the Viking dick sucking montage that is going to unfold, you need to listen to the finale of season two of the Bosque Bros next week, as that uh, that hot garbage will be coming out of my mouth. So. All right, but to to circle back to the actual question, um, so really, when you I think when you're breaking down the actual Super Bowl matchup, the the thing you really got to consider is that it's two different situations, almost entirely on either side. Um, because when you come to the the Eagles, you know that that is a, a fairly young situation. They're they're figuring out what they're trying to do. Um, they, they've had some significant success, but I think until this year. Um, they they had they were fairly unproven at quarterback. Obviously, bringing in AJ Brown, they, there were a lot of people at the beginning of the season who didn't necessarily know what that was even going to amount to. Um, and then I think their defense and the whole complete different man, almost every down at running back situation they've had has has actually proven quite successful. And you could you could say that's taken out of the Sean Payton. Uh, playbook but at the same time 
they, they've obviously found success now in several years later post that. Um, the thing I think that is actually important about this matchup is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So they have way more to lose. When you think about, what is it, five AFC championship games at home at Arrowhead, and not all of them they've won, but they've had them all back-to-back. In a row. Um, exactly. That That is where the actual stakes lie. So if, if Patrick Mahomes wants to be in the Brady category, if he wants to be up there with people who have actually won multiple Super Bowls in their tenure with a single team, you know, if he wants to completely leave Aaron Rodgers in the fucking dust, because obviously he hasn't been able to do that. I mean, when was the last time you guys hosted a NFC championship at your house and actually won it? If he wants to put that separation between the the average and the elite, this is a situation where he's got to come in here and win it. Tim, Tim, you're in the same boat as me. He, he kind of just lost us after he started bashing the Packers and tarnishing. He left us in the dust like tarnishing. Patrick Mahomes will leave Aaron Rodgers in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you, you think, go. You uh, think the Chiefs have a lot to lose just because they've been in so many AFC Championship games consecutively, whatever. I think the fact that they... So when did they win their last Super Bowl? Was it two years ago? Uh, three years ago. So since, since their last, well, since their last Super Bowl appearance, like 24, only 24 players from that roster remain on this one. And I think, I think what's worth noting is what they've been able to do by losing, you know, after losing like Tyree kill, right? Like a weapon like that. And like what they've been able to do in free agency and, and drafting and developing, just says a lot about that organization. And I, I agree with you, Dylan, because of that and because of how well things have been going, like you need to produce more than one Super Bowl, right? And all these appearances and AFC championships and whatnot. And yeah, he, he certainly could follow in Rogers' footsteps when that one, when that one Super Bowl earlier. And then after that, it's like, fuck man. Well, nothing. I mean, it, to to Dylan's defense, he has already surpassed Aaron Rodgers in the sense that he's now playing in his third Super Bowl, where Rodgers has not he hasn't managed being able to even get back to it since they won it. So yeah, I still think though it's like whatever. If you've been in a Super Bowl, what's the difference if you lost versus if you won to get in? Like I don't think it gives you that that doesn't give you any more clout, does it? I think so. Yeah. I would personally say it does. I I guess at the end of the day, I guess what I'm saying is if if Mahomes if Mahomes doesn't win any more Super Bowls for the rest of his career, like what's the difference between him I, and Rogers? Uh well, oh, between him and Rogers. well, okay. But I mean when when you think about legacy, like look at where Eli Manning stacks up when it comes to the conversations about successful quarterbacks. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say, tan- I, well, I am trying to say talent wise though. I mean, literally <laughs> when, when you are talking about goats and you were talking about people who just did it good, you're talking about Super Bowls. And that is a thing that totally comes into the conversation. Now, will Aaron Rodgers be conversed about as someone who did it better than anyone else? Yeah, he's he's obviously up there. But at the same time, there is a certain track record, a pedigree that you expect from that level of quarterback. And the fact that Eli Manning found his way to something significantly better than Aaron Rodgers is, I, I think it says something. And I don't say that just as a Vikings fan. I say that is the NFL looking at the green and piss yellow. <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah, I don't think I'm disagreeing with you, Dylan. I'm saying, like, yeah, winning the Super Bowl is is notable, and winning more of them is more notable. So, like, if you're only judging by a win, like, if, okay, if Eli Manning had gone to eight Super Bowls and only won two, like, what's the difference between that and going to two Super Bowls and winning two? I guess that's that's the point I'm trying to make, because I don't, I don't know that, Mahomes has that much. I guess I'm agreeing with you on that point. I'm trying to back up that argument, right? Like, I think Mahomes does have more to lose. I'm agreeing with you there. It's the Super sure. Bowls, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, mean, less I, in translation. <laughs> I was going to say, I would say appearances speak for something though. Don't they just like being there on the regular, like even if it just comes down to a Nike commercial, <laughs> you know, like being, being in the Super Bowl speaks for something. Yeah, sure. I still think it's the Super Bowl victories though. Absolutely. But yeah. Well, right now Mahomes is one for one. So it's true. I yeah, no, I hear what you're saying though. If you were to play in a ton and never win any, I don't that's not really you don't put that on your shoulders and be like, Well, I I got there. (laughs) At least Mm -hmm. I was there. You know, I think we can all agree that the pressure is not on Philadelphia. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Philadelphia only has the like past track record of not being tested, but also is young enough to the point where if they lost, everyone would just be like, oh, well, dang it. They'll they'll figure it out next year because we'll we'll probably see them again. I don't know. Oh, well, I I mean, I ultimately think they're going to win that game. That's just my personal opinion. But I completely agree with you that the pressure has to be on Patrick Mahomes. It's nobody had Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl this year. Nobody. Patrick Mahomes is talks for the Super Bowl MVP and everything under the sun every single year. Doesn't matter. Nobody was giving Jalen Hurts the time of day. I shouldn't say nobody, but the majority of people were not giving him the time of day. They did not have him and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. The NFC East was the worst division in football last year. And now the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Everybody thought they were going to continue to be trash going into this season. So you're 100% correct. The pressure lies solely on the Kansas City Chiefs. And it it is the Eagles game, in my opinion, to lose. I think they're going to win it. I, I just, sometimes when the pressure is off you or the spotlight isn't completely on you, I think that's when you shine the most. So Johnny, question: If it comes down to the wire, if it's if it's a nail biter, who do you think is better equipped to win this thing? If it comes down to the wire, well, I guess I don't know. It's tough. I think I'd have to I'd have to say the Chiefs. I mean, you gotta you have Patrick Mahomes who's. All you got to look at it, all you got to say is 13 seconds, right? 13 seconds, baby, and that motherfucker gets it done. So when it comes down to the wire, if it is one of those nail biters, final 45-second drive type games with the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands, then, yeah, I think the Chiefs win it. But I personally, personally think that all-star offensive line in Philadelphia is going to help them out early. Their run game is going to be on point. I feel like they put up some quick scores and not not what they not similar to the NFC Championship game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means, but I think I think the Eagles are going to come out and control the game quickly. Is is what I think is going to happen. They're going to put themselves in a a good manageable situation as to po- as opposed to having to play from behind. Tim, did you see the draft stats between the Chiefs and the Eagles when it comes to starters? The draft stats? Yeah, like the amount of uh, starters on the Eagles that have been taken out of the draft versus the amount of starters on the Chiefs that have been taken out of the draft. Uh, No, I have not seen that. So the Eagles... Have like a like they only have like three transfer players total, and on offense, I think it's only AJ Brown. Everybody else has come out of the draft. Yeah, and I I mean it was like what I was saying earlier about developing whatever. It's it's not just the draft. It's like I mentioned it, like what they do in free agency. And I think the Chiefs have a lot of free agents that are on, especially on defense, right? Well, I mean, you can think about like Jericho I'm talking about more so like how you're building your team and, and sure. what you have equipped, you know, moving moving forward. I think that if you look at the if you look at the Chiefs, like they they have to win it now in the sense that like the the people that they've brought in 
I mean, they're not quite as shoehorning as the Rams, but they are also in a situation where like they have clearly decided to spend money in an area where they're bringing in veterans. If Mm -hmm. you look at the the Philly team, I got to be honest, I I think that they have built a foundation for something where we're going to see them being competitive, potentially even further out than than the Chiefs, because if if Patrick Mahomes ever be, manifests into an Aaron Rodgers situation, um, you know, they, they might be dealing with with having to sell assets rather than just having a, a stud at quarterback. So you think where the Eagles are right now is a better place than the Chiefs were like four years ago? I, I mean, or five I, I think years it's, ago? it's tough to say because Jalen Hurts is so not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, but but at the same time, I think you have to consider the the drafting success of the Eagles versus what Andy Reid and and Eric Bieniemy and whoever else is responsible for bringing in uh, free agents to the Chiefs have done to be able to create a competitive team. I mean, that's like putting together a puzzle, right? They found what they yeah. had, they built around. They they did honestly what the Packers should have done with Aaron Rodgers. They just put those pieces around him and and made him successful. I I think that it's different in Philadelphia because they have built from the ground up, so to speak, and then plugged in that quarterback almost later, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of having that guy to build around, they've, they've just had like something where they've built brick by brick, you know, up from the bottom or inside out, I suppose, from the offensive line. Even like later in the year when Hertz went out and was it Gardner Minshew came in? Like they, they were still pretty solid, right? Right. Like they mm-hmm. have such a, yeah, well-rounded and that's that, you know, as an asset later, what, you know, Jalen hurts in the future, is he going to get the the mega contract? Is he worth that? Is he, you know, he's certainly not a Patrick Mahomes or a fuck. I don't know. Lamar Jackson, but like, is he worth, he's still a million a year, 55. He's, he's still the quarterback. If he comes out with, oh. a, if he comes out with a ring after this Sunday, I, the the NFL is a quarterback driven league, okay. Whether mm-hmm. from n- newsworthy, uh, especially, it is it is a quarterback driven league. So if he wins the Super Bowl and he's still on a rookie contract, and it was nobody, you know, nobody understood Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Nobody saw him getting here, and now he's here, and then he wins it. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much is left on his rookie contract, but I would say absolutely. I would say that's a pretty good bargaining chip as, as the leader of the team. Hey, mm-hmm. I, Hey, we, Hey, I want a super bowl for you guys, you know? Yeah. I just, I, th- I think they have such a, like Dylan, you kept saying like solid foundation and it's like, let's just, you know, is this the first team that says, Hey, we want a super bowl with this guy. You know, he's still under his rookie contract or whatever, but we're just going to let him walk, you know, and we're going to try to bring in the next guy because everything else is so solid. Around. And I always, I always fall back on this situation. And honestly, I don't think that the Eagles are necessarily a, a good translation, but Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco literally priced himself out because he won a Super Bowl and decided that he should demand a Super Bowl contract. And once his defense retired, <laughs> Harbaugh was like, who, who do you think you are? <laughs> you're, you're Brad Johnson 2.0. So I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that Jalen Hurts is going to follow in those footsteps, but I mean, I, he is also somebody who I don't, I, I don't know if you can necessarily base. I mean, look, like I said, Eli Manning, you know, he, he's got rings. I don't know if you can base the quality of a quarterback solely on success in the Super Bowl. Because if you if you don't take other factors into consideration, you you might be lacking in what is actually the, the value brought to the team. And yet that sounds like completely absurd because what is a bigger value than the Super Bowl? But I mean, doing worth less, I suppose, is, is more what I'm alluding to. I'm not saying you take, if he does win a Super Bowl, I'm not saying you take that factor as your only grounds for deciding if you want to give him a big contract. What we need to remember is Jalen Hurts 
falls into that blueprint of what modern day NFL teams want in a quarterback, right? Patrick Mahomes can scramble. We watched, I mean, it kind of, I don't want to say it started with Colin Kaepernick, but Colin Kaepernick showed it where, I mean, even Mike Vick, if you have a good arm and you can run around, right? That's, that is now the trend of what seems to be what teams want in, in their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, right? They want a, a multi-dimensional quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is that guy. So I think if you have that guy under your belt, regardless of what pieces you have in place, I can't imagine the Eagles would say, well, I, we'll find somebody like him. We got a, we got a solid foundation. I just, yeah, I just don't see that happening. If you have that multi-dimensional guy in Jalen Hurts, keep him around. There you go. <laughs> there you guys want to go into picks? <laughs> there, you, there you go. Is that our? Is that our? Fo- is that our full Super Bowl prediction? You guys haven't even told me who you think is going to win. Yeah, so let's go into picks here right now. Uh, we'll let our we'll let our guest pick first. Don't who you got? Oh man, so my my heart is is heavy with this one because I I do honestly believe that the the Philadelphia Eagles are equipped to go out and win this thing. That said, I've got some good friends down in Kansas City, and I honestly believe that this is a prove it or lose it moment for Patrick Holmes. I am taking the Chiefs to go out and win this Super Bowl down in Arizona. Final uh, score prediction. I'm going to go 28-23 Chiefs. All right. There you go. 28-23 Chiefs for Dylan. You know, I'm kind of with you. I feel like the Chiefs, you know, got to prove it. Probably going to win it. Whatever. But I just love Philadelphia. And, like, I... I always say like Buffalo would be my next team, but like the Eagles, can you imagine being a Philadelphia Eagles fan? Tailgating mm-hmm. there was just looks fucking amazing. Just the shit talking. And, and that's the team that I want. I want those fans to burn the city down after a victory. Yeah. Philadelphia 38, Chiefs 28. That's my pick. Thir- 10 point spread. Hot damn. Wow. I, uh, well, I already told you who I think is going to win. F- fuck the Chiefs. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. Um, I want Patrick Mahomes to never win another Super Bowl because I'm bitter that Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl as a Packers fan. And I want him to have come in early as a young buck, taking that one Super Bowl, and I want him to just be right on the cusp, but ultimately in utter disappointment for the Kansas City Chiefs from now until the end of his career. So go Eagles. Go Jalen Hurts. Eagles Hell take yeah. Eagles take it 31-24. I'm right there with you, Tim. Burn down the goddamn city. Like I saw a meme of like the SpongeBob where him and Patrick are sitting there and the whole city's burning. And it's like, Philadelphia, if Eagles win the Super Bowl, and I had the picture of him. <laughs> And it said, Philadelphia, if the Eagles lose the Super Bowl, it was the same picture. <laughs> Either way, they're going to burn the city down. Yeah. They're in the Super Bowl. Either way. So before we go, <laughs> before we go off of the Super Bowl, some uh, more along the lines of kind of the fun things or the, the not so serious football related things to talk about that. Are we talking about the Pro Bowl? No, no, not at all. Oh, okay. Thank no, God. <laughs> it's still, it's still Super Bowl related, but it's something that, uh, you know, if your wife or your girlfriend as the listener is not into the Super Bowl, just show them Travis Kelsey and then maybe they'll want to watch. But the fun things that we have going on, we it's it's the Kelsey Bowl. So we have the Kelsey brothers. Uh Jason Kelsey, right? Jason Kelsey playing for the Eagles, Travis Kelsey playing for the Chiefs. And there has right. been there's been a hot rummor thrown around. Actually, they discuss it. Those bros have a podcast as well. Their mom came on the podcast repping her Chiefs-Eagles multi-jersey. 
and it was thrown out that Mama Kelsey should do the coin flip at the beginning of the game. Your thoughts? I'm sure. Why not? <laughs> Hot take. Wow, that's way to add Dylan, to that content, a, Tim. You gave a better answer than me. I could no, not I, give two shits less who flips the fucking coin to the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, it's like, what are you going to have Joe Biden do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what you gonna have? You gonna roll out some former president or some shit? Like, I don't know. It's it's just as good an option as any. So go for it. You know, have something that's rather- relevant to the actual Super Bowl, or just have Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey wrestle each other on the fifty-yard line, and whoever wins wins the wins the toss. You know, I think the only matchup that could have been better than that was if they were actually on opposite sides of the ball. Can you imagine if if Jason was actually a linebacker? How much fun that would be. Yeah. Or if Travis was D-line. Exactly. Exactly. So it'll be great. I mean, I I think that both of them are sufficiently proficient at their position, (laughs) so to speak. Um, But yeah. So you have the Kelsey Bowl, but then you also have, do we want to call it an Andy Reid revenge game? Would, would, would that be it? Is there is there a hint of, I don't know, revenge that he wants to get against the Eagles as a former head coach? I sure hope so. <laughs> they kind of did him dirty, didn't they? Yeah, I don't did it on his on his departure. Who replaced? Well, wasn't it work out for them? Clearly, pretty fucking good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, that's like yeah. the weird part about the whole conundrum is that like, who does that happen to? It's not like Mike McCarthy ditched the Packers and went down to Dallas and suddenly, you know, found a guy who won in multiple Super Bowls or you know was on the cusp of yeah. multiple NFC Championship games. It's like a divorce, and then like six years down the road, both husband and ex-wife or whatever meet each other, and like they're just both super happy, like everything's good, like they're married and they have more kids and blah blah blah, right? Sure, sure, Tim. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, you you bet there, buddy. <clears throat> Hit that hey, nail Gary. on the head. I'm having a hard time tonight, you guys. Let's get this fucking going. All right, I'm turning. I'm turning into Sam. All right, everybody, this isn't going to be uh, an hour and a half long episode because there was only one football game to talk about. But we're going to get into a who knows it better here. We got a, a hot who knows it better coming up for you. Dylan and I will be facing each other. Tim has come up with a great topic that we don't know, but we're going to do that in a second after a word from our sponsor. it better who knows better this part of the show where we rotate hosts tim will be your host this week he has come up with a topic and five questions within that topic that he will ask dylan and i we will go through once write down our answers and then go through again and see who got the most correct dylan and i do not know this topic until tim reveals it reveals it here in a second for us you guys have uh, any guesses on the category? Let's see. Uh, uh, February, Black History Month, Valentine's Day. Uh, Tim's Tim's a very likes to stick with what's going on. You nailed it. It is Black History Month. Is so it really? My category is yeah. My category is Black History. Is that the first time somebody with their first guest guess has accurately guessed? The category i think it might be um granted i feel like you guessed three different things so is that really accurate yeah, well, the first thing the first thing he said was right i mean technically in the yeah, past we'll give it we'll give it to you johnny yeah why yeah not? perfect why there we go and okay, you know what I got i'm it. gonna give you an extra point hey Just kidding. oh <laughs> <fuck> you, <Tim. laughs> let's do this uh, sorry oh. uh i know we usually go over standings but doesn't matter. Tim wiped the floor with all of us. Yeah, we Tim won the whole thing. So as the listener, who knows it better has become a a staple of this show. Just something that everybody has come to love. So this week and the finale next week, 
and last week, actually, Who Knows It Better is, is all for you as the listener. We want you, whoever you're around, if you're in the car with friends, family, or just by yourself, play along. You now know the topic. It's Black History Month. See if you can beat Dylan and I. You can now purchase oh uh, Bowski Bros. Who Knows It Better coffee mugs in our online store. Oh, yeah. So go check that out. The online All right. Store. You guys ready? Stop, stop talking about shit that doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, I will read through the questions you guys will answer, and then we'll go back and read it again. Uh, or no, then you'll answer on the second time. Yeah, we got so, it. So we 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 know the routine. All right, question number one. You guys ready? Yeah. Get this fucking going. Question number one: While Black History Month originated in the United States, what other three countries recognize Black History Month? Three countries, aside from the U.S. And you got to get all three of them. All right. Question number two. Mathematician. Can we, can we Cap- have a quick, quick second longer on that on that first one? If we got to list three countries. You went really quick last time, Dylan. All right. But okay, fair enough. Sure. Sure. We'll wait. How long do you want me to wait, Dylan? You good? All right. Go ahead. Are you good now? You good, Dylan? Can I go on? It's just Question three, number two. Just three, <laughs> just three countries. Just right? three countries out of the whole world. Yeah. No okay. Just three countries. All right. Just pull that thing out of there. Okay. Fine. You got to get two out of the three to get the point. Ooh. Perfect. Ugh. Okay. I like it. Okay. That's really. Question easy. number two. I bet one's Russia. Go ahead. Yeah, Russia and Germany. Mathematician Catherine J. Johnson provided calculations crucial to the work of what organization? Mathematician Catherine J. Johnson provided calculations crucial to the work of what organization? Question number three. Known by the nickname Mr. Civil Rights, who was the first black justice on the Supreme Court? Mr. Civil Rights. Who was he? Question number four. As a child, this person was refused an autograph by his idol, Sugar Ray Robinson, and he vowed to never refuse an autograph to a fan. Who was it? Do you read it again? As a child, this person was refused an autograph by, uh, from his idol, Sugar Ray Robinson, and he vowed to never refuse an autograph to a fan. Who was this person? And the final question, what summer holiday commemorates the emancipation of black slaves in the United States? What summer holiday commemorates the emancipation of black slaves in the United States? Can you read question number three again? Known by the nickname. Sorry. Okay. Number three was known by the nickname of Mr. Civil Rights, who was the first black justice on the Supreme Court. I feel that was number three. Dylan, you need the last one. Knowing this, yeah. So, right, yeah, I need the last one. What summer holiday commemorates the emancipation of black slaves in the United States? You guys good? Yeah, these were these were hard, Tim. Yeah. We'll see. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. All right, we'll go question number one. Uh, while Black History Month originated in the United States, what other three countries recognize Black History Month? You got to get two of them, two of the three. Dylan? I had France, England, and Switzerland. Ooh, Johnny? <laughs> Mine is random. I stuck with North America, and I went Mexico and Canada, and then I put down England. (laughs) Okay. The correct answers are Canada, Ireland, and the United Kingdom, which includes England. So, Johnny, you get a point there, bud. Ah, perfect. Dylan does not. Well done. Question number two. 
Mathematician Catherine J. Johnson provided calculations crucial to the work of what organization? Johnny? Um, I, I didn't have anything. You didn't guess, Kay. No, uh, I'm Dylan? sorry. That'd be NASA. That is right. Catherine J. Johnson's character was portrayed by Taraji P. Henson in the film Hidden Figures. You know, that makes sense. For NASA. That makes sense. Good job, Dylan. All right, question number three. Known by the nickname Mr. Civil Rights, who is the first black justice on the Supreme Court? Dylan? Uh, that would be Thurgood Marshall. Johnny? Just give him the point. Yeah, uh, you got that one <laughs> Good All job, right, Dylan. Uh, Dylan's up <laughs> two to one. Question number four. As a child, this person was refused an autograph from his idol, Sugar Ray Robinson, and he vowed to never refuse an autograph to a fan ever again. Who was it? Uh, Johnny? Uh, I could be completely off my timeline. People, please don't shoot me over this, but I just put Mike Tyson. Okay. Uh, Dylan? I put Jackie Robinson, which might be even worse. Okay, so do you guys know who Sugar Ray Robinson was? He wasn't he a boxer? He was a boxer. So Johnny, you were on the right track. Yeah. The correct answer is Cassius Clay or Muhammad, oh, Ali. Muhammad Ali. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, I should have put that. Right. I don't. Yeah, I was I was battling with the timing. I'm like, what? Okay, what are the years going to be here? No, no, I know, but the name. <laughs> you you kind of know the era based off the name. So sure. All right, well, you got it wrong. Yep, I know. Uh, <laughs> you guys both got it wrong. Okay, question number five. Uh, Dylan's got a 2-1 lead, so let's could end it. What summer holiday commemorates the emancipation of black slaves in the United States? Dylan? Uh, that'd be Juneteenth. That is also what I put, and Dylan wins, because uh, it's correct. Bummer. That is the right answer. Yep. And there you go. Dylan is the victor this week. NASA. That makes sense. I just dumb. Could I watch the movie, I suppose? Yep. <laughs> and you know what? When I first wrote the question, I put in there the this mathematician portrayed by blah 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 in the film Hidden Figures. <laughs> that would really gave it away. All right, do you guys want to hear the tiebreaker? Of course. Yeah, please. All right. In 1892, Biddle University and Livingstone College played in the first football game between two black colleges. What was the combined final score? So what was the total score? Uh, Who has to go first? <laughs> uh, it, does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Dylan? I'm going to say 26. Okay. I'm going to say... Johnny? I'm, uh, I'm going to say uh, 82. <laughs> okay. The correct answer is five. Oh. Middle University won five to zero. Oh, wow. So we both went way over. <laughs> I went for a heavy offense. It have been one of those games where you ever see those scores where it's like the the biggest blowout in college football history was 652 to zero. And you're like, what? <laughs> I came across. You could have went there. But no, this was a complete opposite. I came, I came across a TikTok today where it said two high school basketball teams played each other. And the final score of the basketball game was four to two. Because the team that the teams that were going into it, one of them had like an undefeated record or something like that. So the opposing team's strategy was because there's no shot clock. In, in, in high school was to just get the ball and never give it away. Just pass it around and let the clock run out and then try and score a point at the end of the game. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I saw that too when I was in high school. I remember, I think I was a sophomore in our section game. I think we played against Spring Lake Park. Our coach had the same exact strategy because like we weren't that good, right? And he's like, we're just going to hold on to the ball. And if we can get the final score in each quarter or each half, we're going to win the game. So we went out with this strategy and we just brought the ball across half court and our point guard, point guard kind of just held on to it and they just stole it right away and we were down 2 nothing, like eight <laughs> seconds in the game. Uh, <laughs> not a solid strategy. Who knows it better? Dylan knows Black History Month better. Don't 
take that as a shot of my character, people, please. Okay. <laughs> Let's just settle down. NASA. Anyone could have got that wrong. I I, I was about to say, I won't even degrade this podcast to the level of saying that there's any sort of repercussion there. That was a fair fought game. You're a good man, Johnny. Let's just, let's just chalk it up to a third grade Marshall and call it good. Yeah, there you go. No, I only say NASA makes sense because what mathematics role, what company could have made a a significant impact using mathematics. I don't, it, it just makes sense. Ford. I don't know. If only I'd known. Some mobile gas something. I don't know. Nah, it's got to be bigger than that. If if, it, if if it's getting thrown on the Black History Facebook. Month, if it's getting put on the Black History Month bill, it's got to be bigger than that because your follow-up question after that was about the Supreme Court. So, come on now. You, you were going big. Yeah, that was tough. Indeed. They weren't that hard, though. Like, the answers were, once you heard them all, you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't except know. The, for, the first one, I had the first absolutely one. <laughs> no idea. They almost got easier, except for the Jackie Robinson thing. Yeah, I had, was, I had the sport right. Yeah, you did. Wait, wait. Yeah, I, I had no idea where to go there. I just didn't have the person right. Well, there you go. There's who, who knows it better. We only have one left. Uh, on this season of the Bowski Bros, we will do that next week. We don't know who's hosting the Tim yet. Dillon head to head. Oh, is, is it is going it going to be a, a a Timmy D head to head? We should just the D the D Luth showdown. I like it. Yeah, we'll do another the one of D-Luth those D Luth showdown. Sure, we'll make it big. We'll do it. We'll make it big. We should we should get a caller to come on. Do who knows it better? That'd be fun too. I'll throw another person in the mix. You know, we're thinking out loud. Maybe season three of the Bowski Bros. Who knows? We're gonna break it all out. It's gonna get wild. But we'll go like live I'm on our. We'll go live on our. Yeah, we're gonna go live on our OnlyFans with who's better. Watch Nick. it L- live on Twitch. Come watch us. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Who knows better? One more left on the season. Uh, the the only shop talk we have left is a spread pick, baby. We got one game left. We got spreads. We got to talk about. And there's not a lot there because there's only two teams to choose from. And Tim, you get to pick. I do. Uh, overall, I'm down by ten. I, I got. I'm. I'm behind you by ten points. So this could be big, right? This could. This could flip the script on the entire year. It technically, could and I could take. I could take two of the crowns. We cannot let that happen. It's less than two, right? Is the is the line one point five? The line right now is Philly by one and a half. Yeah, and, one and a half. Uh, since the standings are the way they are, Johnny and I, I get to pick, and then Johnny just gets the the opposite one. Uh, Dylan and Sam do not matter right now. I am taking, I mean, I picked Philly in my pick to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to take them. Um, I'm going to take Philly minus one and a half. That gives Kansas City to John at plus one and a half. Son of a bitch. Yeah, well, there we go. Our quickest pick segment ever. It was. Clocked in at the quickest one. Well, there you go. That's that's everything we need to talk about. What are you guys doing Super Bowl weekend? Any Super Bowl parties? Are you just what's the tradition usually? If any. Uh, I usually just get drunk on Sunday and Amen. Yeah. Tim, you got anything you cook? You, you got a dish? Uh, we usually do meatballs. Like, easy, simple, <laughs> easy meatballs. I'm going <laughs> to... You usually do meatballs? Just a couple. <laughs> that may or may not have been a shot at a former roommate, roommate of ours. No shit. A little <laughs> grape jelly and fucking root beer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, we don't. I mean, we usually don't do a lot on the Super Bowl other than just like hanging out and watching it. The last Super Bowl I can really remember like going somewhere for and being with other people was when the Packers won. Like, honestly, I feel like I just end up watching it at home on Sunday and I'm alone. Same. Or, you know, we're not like at a party or anything. Tim, Tim, what, Tim, what did you do the last time the Packers won the Super Bowl? Uh, were you with me that night? No, I was not. I remember specifically where I was. I, uh, for the night, gave Packer fan privileges yeah. to about 
15 of my buddies. You swore some people in, right? Right hand on the Bible, had to read and read an oath. Although I was the only one that cried, so I don't think they really took the oath seriously. Fuckers. You guys are so fucking weird. It was. I don't even know what to say about that. Dylan, where were you? You think you wouldn't cry if you won a Super Bowl, Dylan? Dylan, Dylan the where, Vikings, where, where were you when the Vikings won the Super Bowl? into the fucking Purple Covenant. The circle of faith is something that you either in or you're out. I mean, like, God. It's just, it's a strange conundrum. There's, there's a lot of differences between us, all right? And I enjoy talking with you guys because I feel like you're the cream of the crop when it comes to your fan base, but... We just oh, telling you so nice. Some things on some things, gentlemen. We'll just never see eye to eye. (laughs) Oh, go! Oh boy! Yeah, fuck you, Dylan. When you guys were in the Super Bowl, wrap it up. Yeah, it's that's a great way to wrap the show, Tim. Perfect. Yeah, fuck Johnny, play us off. He'll be the best way. He'll be a good way to do it. (laughs) Fuck you, Dylan. Ready, John. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm. What do you got? Score! <laughs> uh, I gotta add that to the button bar. <laughs> I was to say I can't win in this situation. <laughs> that is absolutely solid. When the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna come back. Johnny's gonna lick the balls of the Vikings. Both of you guys are gonna have to suck up to me because both of you knows you wanted to have the Eagles win. And you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy myself for the final episode of the Bowski Bros. And then I'm gonna convince you to do another draft episode so I can continue to make predictions that are better than yours leading up to that. How's that sound? Jesus Christ. Okay. Hey, Don. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. All right. We're locked in for that. That sounds great, everybody. <laughs> Dylan just laid out the future of the Bowski Bros for you. We hope you're here to, to check it out. Like we said in the beginning, whatever listening platform you're on, just take that quick second, whip over, leave us a review, leave us a review, leave us some stars. Any love we can get, we support. But happy Super Bowl weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the food. Enjoy drinks, family, friends, camaraderie, whatever you do. We're here for it all. We hope you have a great time. And we will see you next week. Don't miss out. On the season finale of the Bowski Bros, when Johnny the Vikings fan slobs them big old Viking balls, baby. Come back and check it out. We'll see you. Deuces. Deuces.